This is a Deese World production in association with Pants Pending Studios. Is this just a situation where you're going to cut a bunch of our blurbs out of context? Um, no, because then there would be blisters in awkward places, which would be terrible. Oh, here we go. That is the dirtiest thing I've ever seen. Listen to the nerd with Adam, Will, and Amanda. Why did I get top billing? I don't deserve top billing. Because out of the two of us, you're the one she likes better. Oh man. I mean, yeah. I'm eight months pregnant. Put another one in me. And that's when she figured out that I had taken drugs. How are all of you? We're going to do a promo, but we're just going to talk sex. I got to see your dick. Oh man. I mean, yeah. She cooked dinner for me in lingerie, which hopefully she doesn't listen to this. I don't know if I'm supposed to say that. This podcast phenomenon is sweeping the nation, and we're all up on the bandwagon with the plethora of episodes at Nerd. Pantspending.com. Willem Dafoe gives me a lady boner. Blue Chew is bullshit, by the way. <laughs> Listen to the nerd. It's not the worst thing that can happen to you. Is that a good no? It takes effort to do a promo. Yeah. And I think we knew that before. <laughs> <laughs> Although I feel like we could just put that part in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that along with the, the nerdy thing Adam said and me with the sexy voice. There you go. There's your promo, Will. Congratulations. The nerd. I'm sorry. You are now listening to The Social Hour. They're not PC. So if occasional foul language turns you off, then you have all been warned. This is the call before the storm. Day drunk, which is my best form. <laughs> Day drunk D's. The, tri- the triple D. Get ready for the social hour. Live from the Spokane Comedy Club in Spokane, Washington. This is the social hour. On today's show, we bring you the entire drink and debate from November. And now your host. He doesn't drink anymore, but he'll still argue every day. Dees Cassius. Malakeen, everyone. Welcome to the show. This is the Social Hour. I am Dees. Thank you for coming around for another episode. We have a special treat for you this week. Due to popular demand... Uh, the drink and debate has returned to the airwaves after a um, hiatus of who the fuck knows how long. I've been busy, guys, but it's back. Uh, we gave you the last round from last month's show, and there was a great response. So we're uh, bringing it back, giving you all of November's show in this episode of The Social Hour. So wait no longer, guys. You get the full, full thing, uh, full show. Uh, the next one is December 8th. If you want tickets to that, find me. Go to Spo Comedy on Facebook. That's S-P-O, then Comedy with a K. Or you can check out the Social Hour Facebook page 
all sorts of stuff, guys. Um, we're gonna, it's gonna be a whole hell of a show, so I'm just gonna get right into it. Uh, before I do, real quickly, guys, this Thursday, the 15th, I'll be at the House of Soul in Spokane, Washington. I'll be at the House of Cards on in Post Falls, Idaho, on the 16th, Saturday, the 16th. Uh, the 17th, I'll be at the Spokane Comedy Club with Roastomania, and the 18th, I'll be at my house. Uh, then I got a bunch of stuff coming up the next week. I'll be in Aberdeen, Lewiston. Um, all, uh, just check out Dee's Comedy Backslash Calendar for all the dates. Uh, but here it is. This is the Drink and Debate from November, the whole show. Uh, great show. And uh, see who takes it all, guys. Uh, thanks for listening. And come back next week for a new studio episode. Sophie and Jeremy will be here. And we have uh, one half of the Nearly Famous Comedy Duel. Michael Gladsmeyer is coming in one last time before he moves away. So check that out. And we will see you all next week, guys. Thanks. And now give a big Spokane Comedy Club welcome to your host for the evening. What's up, guys? Whoa, abrupt stop. How you doing? Sunday night crowd. You guys ready to get drunk? Yeah, you guys are awesome. You don't give a shit about your jobs tomorrow. Let's just get fucking drunk. Do this shit. Thanks for coming out to Drink and Debate, guys. My name is Dee. I'll be your host for the evening. Give it up for yourselves for being here. It's appropriate. That's cool. Thank you for coming out, guys. Uh, guys, how many of you guys have been to the Drink and Debate before? A couple of you. Some new folks, huh? All right. We'll break it down, guys. The Drink and Debate is a comedy competition in which four teams of comedians get super drunk. We give them ridiculous topics and then force them to debate a side of the topic. They probably don't fucking believe it. So it is a lot of fun, though. A lot of fun. We got some great topics tonight. Uh, the way it works, guys, we're going to get uh, the teams up here. They each have three people on them. First round uh, is worth one point. They get a rebuttal. Or then the second round is worth uh, one point. And there's a third round that is worth two points. So we could end up in a tie. And in that, if that happens, we go to our judges. Judges, I don't know if that light works, by the way, Harry. <laughs> it does. Let there be light. There it is. Give a hand for our judges, guys. Basically, all you need to know is they're going to get drunk, people are going to yell at each other, you guys have fun, that's all you got to do. We'll ask you to clap a little bit and laugh and throw shit at them if you like them, yeah. Get excited, like you're a 13-year-old in the 80s and you just found Woods porn. Um, guys, our judge is over here, you introduce you to him, our head judge, uh, King Pepper Snake himself, he is one of the heads of Spoke Comedy. Uh, you can find his album on Spotify, iTunes, everywhere. The King Pepper Snake Podcast. Give it up for Harry J. Riley, everyone. <laughs> to his right, a uh, beautiful young man, Mr. Michael Gladsmeyer. He has a CD out called Mostly Improvised. He's moving to L.A., so fuck him. We don't care anymore. <laughs> don't applause that shit. He's leaving us. Fuck him. Now, give it up for Michael Gladsmeyer, man. He's good. Our other judge. And lastly, the legend himself, he's been around uh, since the vaudeville days doing cartwheels. Uh, he runs the open mic of the district every Thursday night. Give it up for Ken McComb, everyone. These are our panel of judges. They're going to decide the fate this evening. So the way this works, guys, is uh, we are going to give you, we're going to uh, bring our teams up first. Uh, first, we're going to bring up your challengers for the evening, guys, uh, in the first round. We have team <laughs> uh, quid, Squid Pro Quo. They're a bunch of self-confident but delusioned, attention-seeking six squids. Uh, they're born poor. This is a long-ass bio. Uh, 
They don't blame hoes in our lives. They just want understanding of uh, the holiest ways. Hoes are the cause of problems as well as our saving grace. Uh, give it up for uh, DJ Moon, Ying Vigilant, and Liam Dempsey, everyone. Let them hear it. Come on up. And they are going to be going against our reigning champions, Team Live, Laugh, Laugh. You're fucking fired already. First time out the gate. Jesus Christ, these guys. Uh, they're going up against our reigning champions, guys. Live, Laugh, Lesbians. This group of lovely ladies brings the heat on the softball field and on the stage. A group of people whose families insist they just haven't found the right man yet. No, they won't have a threesome with you. They might. Uh, yes, they will run you over in a Subaru. Give it up for Jessica Watson, Steve Johnson, and Rob Wentz, everyone. Live, Laugh, Lesbians. Your reigning champions. Let's see if what they can do. Tonight, uh, their topic for the first round, guys, was uh, bars and clubs. Should we keep an open, open 24 hours, seven days a week? What do you think? Get fucked up all the time, right? Yeah, like a quarter of people in Washington State have DUIs, and now we're just going to make it everyone. Fuck it, right? <laughs> Listen, if we all leave at once, they can't catch us all. Fuck it, it's fine. Uh, guys, uh, going up first for... You guys won, didn't you? Yeah, you guys won. Uh, so Jessica Watts is going up. They think they should keep bars regular hours. Uh, Squid Pro Quo thinks we should hold, keep them open 24-7. All right, uh, they have... Jessica Watts has two minutes on the clock. Give it up for Jessica Watson, everyone. It sounds great to have the bar open for forever, right? Until you realize, like... How are you supposed to know if your dad's coming home or not if the bar doesn't close? <laughs> Is he coming home? Well, the bar never closes. Because come 3 a.m., you're going to know. But if the bar doesn't close, there's no 3 a.m. You never know. You're going to have to, well, that's, you're going to have to call the hospital. That's, the, that's on you. That's annoying. Uh, also, I feel like with the bar closing at 2 a.m., it decreases your odds of being raped because you know when to look for the roofies in your drink. Like, you know that if it's after 1 a.m., you have to put a napkin over your drink. <laughs> if you want to rape me, you have to do it before 10 p.m. <laughs> After 1 a.m., I'm on to you. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> also, um, there's two types of weirdos. We all know this. There's, okay. There's the night weirdos and the day crazies. And the only difference between a night weirdo and a day crazy is that the bar closes at 2. Live, laugh, lesbians. Okay, yeah, it's first time. Sorry, guys. So uh, first off, I want to say I think you're more likely to get raped if all the rapists are on the street at the same time. Um, second of all, I've, last time I checked, this is America. Um, people should be able to drink whenever they want. That's kind of the freedom of it, right? There's uh, more jobs if we keep bars open 24-7. You got to think about that. Okay. And if uh, 
The bars are open 24-7, then no one ever has to listen to that stupid fucking closing song ever again. Okay? That's a fucking terrible song. I was going to finish my whiskey and beer anyway. Guys? Shit, give me some more time. I don't know. Homeless shelters are a big topic in Spokane right now. They're just fucking bars, guys. Bars are open 24-7. We got more homeless shelters as well. Okay? You're more likely to get laid, you know, if your, your date stays out till 4 a.m., okay? It's just true, okay? And, um, yeah, we're all fucking adults here, okay? So, yeah, that's my time. Yeah, that sounds great. Let's just uh, put all the homeless people in the bar for the people who have jobs go to <laughs> drink away their issues. We don't even like the homeless people being outside. I mean, to be honest, we just elected a mayor and her slogan was basically like, fuck the homeless, like that. <laughs> so it's not a solution to just be like, hey, people with no money that don't shower and smell bad should go to the one place that I go to relieve my stress. Because you can't always masturbate, you know what I mean? Like you can't always get there. <laughs> Sometimes you gotta go to the bar. Also, we have too much freedom in this country, and where we went wrong is because when we started letting women vote, because look what happened. <laughs> Donald Trump's the president. I couldn't, I forget that every, all the time. Every time I hear it, I'm like, oh yeah, he is, isn't he? When did that happen? And fucking, my Alexa's sick of it. Bye. Was she funny? I wasn't listening. <laughs> um, ooh, shit. Uh, yeah, I uh, only had so many topics, so I'm just going to fucking guess here. Um, if I took your drink right now and I said it was too late, what would you tell me? You'd be like, fuck you, right? <laughs> yeah, of course you would. You're fucking adults. This is America. We have freedom, okay? And one of our freedoms should be to get a fucking DUI, guys. That's my right as an American. I came here tonight to get free drinks because I'm ready for my second DUI. Okay? And you all should be too. That's all I got. Thank you very much. Keep it going for both of them, guys. Liam Dempsey, Jessica Watson. All right, guys, if you think uh, Jessica Watson and closing bars at an appropriate time won that round, let's hear it. Let's hear it. Okay. And if you think Liam Dempsey and attempting to sexually assault your children uh, won that round, <laughs> give it up for Liam. Okay, judges, judges, what do we got? I've never had a problem with closing time as a song because I've been ready to leave since I got there. <laughs> you don't like, drink, Harry. Yeah, I know. I'm like, shit, I already see who I'm trying to get at. You know what I mean? I already know somebody I'm trying to get the dog shit, too. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> 
Hey, you don't, you don't need to get drunk to roofie people. You people to dick. It's a unanimous decision. We will adjust here. All right. One point for a live, laugh, lesbian. Coming up next, we have Rob Wentz. Dude, if you can't get drunk from 10 a.m. to 2 a.m., you don't fucking deserve to get drunk. That's 16 fucking hours, dude. What do you mean? You can't consume enough beer in that time? Good Lord, what's wrong with you? You know? Man. Plus, a lot of these bars, they have cover charges. You want me to pay money to have social anxiety? What in the hell are you thinking? At past 2 a.m., you better drop the fucking cover charge, buddy. I'm not trying to be uncomfortable and sweaty. That's some bullshit, dude. I'll tell you what, man. Way more people OD in a homeless shelter than they do in a bar. You want to bring them into the bar? You know how hard it is to pick up a dead body? You want a bartender to deal with that? Obviously you do, you pieces of shit. You've never been bartenders, and you've never picked up a dead body. That shit's fucking heavy, man. Don't get paid enough for that. You better tip if you die. You better fucking tip. Motherfuckers are getting paid enough for that. Even over here, where it's $12 an hour. That's some bullshit. Man, only horny motherfuckers who can't get laid want to keep the bar open past 2 a.m., all right? Now, I'm a horny motherfucker that can't get laid, but I just chose the wrong side. Man... If the comedy club stays open past midnight, you're going to see a lot more bombing. All right, cool. Um, and also, you know what I mean? Like, the night has to end at some point. If the night doesn't end, how are girls going to know I'm the last one there at the end of the night? <laughs> Trying to get fucking laid out here, man. Jesus. I mean, I don't have any more material, but I'm going to keep talking until that fucking red light flashes. I can tell you that much, dude. Man, past 2 a.m., that's ridiculous. The only people that go out past 2 a.m. are bad people. That's like alcoholics and Native Americans, man. And that's the same fucking people. So, there it is. You say something racist, you get the red light real fucking quick. Shit. Goddamn. All right, my name's Rob Wentz. Live, laugh, lesbians. Thanks for the introduction, Dees, where the fuck you went. So, uh, bars should definitely be open 24-7. Uh, bootleg Ed, Ed Sheeran back here didn't make enough good points. Uh, bootleg Ed Sheeran also seems to know a lot about dead bodies, so maybe he should be able to stay at the bar a little later so he's not out prowling in the Spokane alleys. Also, Mirica... It's our fucking culture. I want to be able to drink whenever the fuck I want. Unlike Harry, I'm not trying to get drunk trash before closing time. I need them bars to be open all the time so I don't get picked up on by someone like Harry. Uh, I think we should tax booze because we tax drugs and we tax marijuana. So let's get more taxes because taxes and I'm not a socialist at all. Uh... Uh, Jessica back here, uh, bootleg Meg Gyllenhaal, is worried about her dad coming home at closing time. I just hope my dad goes out and gets too drunk. Please never come home, ever. That's called trauma. Thank you, guys. Uh, if you get roofied at the bar, the bars are open 
at least you can keep getting drinks and not go home with a bunch of drunk Arabs from Eastern Washington University. <laughs> if the bars are open 24-7, more drunks, less tweakers, pros and cons, tweakers are like unstoppable, awake 24-7, at least if we got more drunks, they'll go to sleep eventually and they might die. So there's a natural selection aspect of that as well. Uh, more DUIs, natural selection. Uh, if you're gonna be really drunk 24-7 for real, go out, get a DUI. Crash your car, kill yourself, kill your family too, it'll be fine. <laughs> Thank you, thanks for the goddamn. Uh, Trump was brought up somehow, also, for chance. Uh, if Trump's president, yeah, I do need to drink a lot fucking more, so let me drink in public whatever the fuck I want. Anyways, that's my time. Thank you, guys. Yeah, Trump is the president. You should probably kill yourself from alcohol poisoning. Jesus Christ. Bootleg Ed Sheeran gets laid a lot more than bootleg Larry King. Larry King at the end when he was about to go into chemo. Jesus Christ. Let me tell you something. If you got enough money to buy alcohol, you can get drunk whenever the fuck you want at home. All right? Jesus Christ. What kind of broke-ass shit is this, man? You drink drunk. I'm drunk right now. I drank at home all day because I'm on a fucking budget. All right? I drank Rolling Rocks, and they taste fucking delicious. If you have a problem with that, you can meet me outside. Also, those Arabs are my friends. Watch yourself, bitch. <laughs> Meth heads are going to be at bars all the time if they're open 24-7. Are you fucking stupid? They don't sleep. <laughs> also, they definitely drink. You don't just hop straight to meth. You have, like, a lot of bad years before that. <laughs> all right? You're not just going straight for meth. You don't just do that, all right? I'm on year two of meth right now. I'm not doing it yet. I'm just getting drunk. See what I'm saying? Like, I'm on the railroad, and we're going, all aboard, choo-choo. You know, man, good, god damn. Oh, the light already? Okay. Live, laugh, lesbians! <laughs> Fuck off, Ed Sheeran, Jesus. Your social anxiety isn't holding you back tonight, so congrats on that. I wrote some notes here. Also, uh, if the Arabs are your friends, it's, it's not because they're your friends, it's because they roofied your weird ginger dick. So good luck. <laughs> Once again, why we should definitely have the bars open 24-7. We don't need this guy getting roofied or roofied, roofing other people. It's going to be bad for the gene pool. And but budgeting's cool, budgeting's fine, but I'm also not a broke fucking bitch, so I would like to drink in public, like a normal person and not alone at home by myself, like a ginger alcoholic. <laughs> Sorry, Rob, I'm gonna come for you. <laughs> uh, something about being ginger, I don't know, I wrote down some other stuff. I see the light, so the last thing I'm going to say is let's have the bars open 24-7 because we have rights as Americans. If we can smoke weed 24-7, we should be able to drink publicly with our friends 24-7. And I'm not a fucking ginger. Thank you, guys.
A topic about getting drunk 24-7 just turned into racism and personal attacks very quickly on this day. What do the Arabs do? I don't understand. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, if you think Rob Wentz and uh, Live Laugh Lesbians took that round, give it up for them. And if you think DJ Moon and Squid Pro Quo took that round, give it up for them. <laughs> Judges? Uh, we, we reached a unanimous decision, and we went with the ginger. The ginger, all right. Yeah, <laughs> Would you like to make an anti-Semitic <laughs> comment or something? Okay, coming up last, we have uh, Steve uh, Johnson and Ying Vigilon. Give it up for Steve Johnson, everyone. Could you imagine if I hadn't left the bar at any point today? How hard it would have been for me to get that mic stand untangled from what it wasn't tangled with? <laughs> Think about all the limp dicks we would have if we could drink all day long. <laughs> Sorry, did I say we? Think about all the limp dicks I would have if I was allowed to drink all day long. Liam was like, hey, if we have 24-7 bars, the homeless people have a place to stay warm. You ever seen a homeless dude walk into a bar and be welcome? <laughs> Send them to the library. That's where they belong. <laughs> Read a book and document it. Maybe somebody will hire you. And you won't be homeless anymore. That's fine. If, if bars closed... If bars were open all the time, how am I going to rape Jessica? <laughs> she was like, what's the number one problem for keeping bars open all the time? I was like, well, I couldn't roofie you as easily. <laughs> if I don't know when you're leaving, how am I supposed to follow you to your car? <laughs> and catch you, you damsel in distress. I'm a fucking hero at 2.30. I'm a fucking nobody staring at you weirdly at 6 o'clock in the morning like this. Are you going to fucking leave yet? I roofied me too. Fuck. You want a party? <laughs> With my flaccid penis? Because <laughs> I've been drinking whiskeys since 2 p.m. And it's now 7.30 a.m. and satellite closed. So I got to come over and get food off your plate. It was some roofling. Yeah, hello. This is Squid Pro Host. Yeah, get, haven't got our name right because I think the host is not drinking enough. He should fucking drink some two hours, then introduce our team. You know, the problem with Steve is saying the the problem is we haven't have never had a twenty four seven. 
bars open. If we do, you know what? You don't have to make a movie of zombies. Just go to bars. Set your camera, right? That's just zombies, live zombies right there. Yeah. And another thing I would say, you know, the drinking thing, drinking game, and Asian people are the weakest because they have liking of some, uh, 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 some kind of uh, uh, chemicals in their digestive system. So I think the Americans or Caucasian people are really good with alcohol. So if you want to make America great again, just open your fucking bar 24-7 and let the game begin. So that's the area that you can actually to achieve, make America great again. All right, yeah. Uh, not only that, I would say, not only I I'm gonna propose the bar open 24-7, we should actually have a drinking Olympic game. That will you see human limit. You know, how much you can drink and still, still conquer the world. You guys? Yeah, and I think, it, who's gonna win? Don't call me racist. You think the black people or white people or Asian people are going to win? Guess what? White people, you win. You have the enzyme, all right? So let me get this Olympic drinking game started. And start with grassroots, which is 24-7 bar, guys. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because heaven never been done. Everything else has been done, right? All the sports, you challenge yourself to the fucking limit, except this drinking game. Okay, let that start. Okay, that's my time. Thank you. What? The only people who want a 24-7 bar, are like DJ over here, uh, are people who have no friends and they're like, well, if I'm at a bar, I have friends. <laughs> Ying will drink with you. Just call her. Also, the song Closing Time uh, is perfect for when the bar is closing time. Grab yourself a Steve and put his penis straight into your mouth. Those are the words, right? <laughs> I got the light as soon as I sang that song, so I'm assuming that these is as big a fan as you guys were of my song. Live, laugh, lesbians. Like I said, people, if we have a 24-7 bars, I think the Asian people is going to die off first. Guys, yeah, you save you all your bombs and nuclear weapons. Just, I would say that's the perfect natural selection, people. You know, you don't have to fight everything made in China. Just open the fucking 24-7 bars, all right, guys? Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, another great thing I'm going to say is you, you, you know all the greatest songs and, and the greatest art and the dance. It's all done when people get drunk, right? And they're getting high. So just imagine if I have a bars open 24 seven, 
how many greatest arts gonna gonna create it? You guys are uh, okay. I'm too serious. I'm just saying. You know, just open up your mind. Just imagine. I think the Beatles gonna write more songs. You know, if we open 24/7, I don't think they need the weeds anymore. Let's just all drink. You know, and that's my time is where team uh, Squid Pro Hose guys. Thank you. My favorite part about this round was watching Steve debate it, because if you knew his ex, you'd know he did not want bars to be open 24-7. All right, guys, if, if you thought Steve and uh, Live Laugh Lesbians took this round, give it up for them. And if you think Ging Vigilon and uh, Squid Pro Hose took this round. Give it up for them. All right, judges. Um, I'm voting for Gene. No explanation, just. <laughs> Isn't um, closing time like a song about that dude's um, uh, wife that fell off a bridge? Yeah. When she had, like she had what? cancer and fell off a bridge. All right, Live Last Lesbians goes on the final round. Give it up for everyone you saw, though, guys. Let them hear it. Squid Pro Hose, great job. All right, guys. Uh, let's bring your next two teams up to the stage. Uh, the first team we have uh, Data in the Daddies, Ryan McComb. Uh, Daryl Langford and Casey Strain, haunted by this mysterious past, a devoted high school football coach leads a scrawny team of orphans to the state championship during the Great Depression, inspires a broken nation along the way. This is an actual synopsis for a movie shooting right now. Oh, <laughs> uh, give it up for uh, Casey Strain, Daryl Langford, and Ryan McComb, everyone. And they will be going against the corn beefers. They are Sophie Tomey, John Hodge, and Jay Berg. It comes in a can. Give it up for them. Here they are, guys. What's that? It's coming. You're getting shaky. Where's the beer? Uh, guys, their topic is video games. Are they too violent or not violent enough? Uh, let's see, the corn beef beaters, bread breeders, corn beefers, these guys won the, uh, won the round. Uh, who's coming up first? John Hodge, and you guys have, and then four against Casey Strain. You guys are for it? Video games being too, too violent? Not violent enough. All right, give it up, guys, for John Hodge. Video games uh, definitely aren't violent enough. Uh, how else are we supposed to desensitize our population uh, to violence? Uh, 
We don't need to care. We need to teach our kids to beat the strippers in Grand Theft Auto more than we already have. Um, plus, like, with advances in VR technology, I mean, there's really unlimited possibilities how, how deep we could take this thing. Maybe instead of actual serial killers, we'll just be VR hooked, beating, beating their prostitutes to death with baseball bats, golf clubs, whatever the fuck you can get your hands on. Uh, if our video games were more violent, we could make Call of Duty actually real. We could train our future soldiers better, for sure. You know, they do that already. They, they recruit really good Call of Duty players because they have great tactics. So, what's the problem here, man? This seems like a net positive force. Well, for us. Maybe not for other, other countries. Fuck them. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> yeah, man. Maybe, maybe if they were more violent, people wouldn't shoot up real schools. They'd oh, fuck. <laughs> I'm trying to solve the issue here. I mean, it's not going away. We're violent fucking chimpanzees, dude. Let us indulge in it, at least, like, you know, in that way. That way we don't have to literally tear each other's... That's what chimps do, tear, tear, tear people apart. If we do it in a similar way, we just use uh, submachine guns and shit. <laughs> I mean, if, if video games were more violent, I could maybe run for president and drone strike an entire nation. I don't know, man. Fucking A. I really hope your daughters aren't hookers, because they are in for a fucking shit, man. Jesus, dude, they're people, too. It's not just a character in a video game, jackass. Video games are too violent, you guys, because I use video games to relax, you know? After a long day of just beating the shit out of people and running people over with cars, I like to draw a bubble bath, pour myself a glass of red wine. Put on some Tetris, you know? <laughs> like to put on some Tetris and try to pound a square block into a tiny skinny hole just to see if I could pound that. Sh That's not healthy. <laughs> it's too violent. You should be able to go home, have a sensual evening with yourself and your television or your partner if you want to, but fuck, we're not going that way anymore. Just put on those goggles and just, just ease, your te ease your Tetris block into whatever hole will take it. You know what I mean? That's how it should be. You don't just pound that shit in. A couple of years, kids are just going to be running around throwing banana peels all over the road. Everyone's going to be dead. Bunch of sociopathic three-year-olds running around. Obviously, this set is taking place in 1993. This is, I'll be back. Data and the daddies. Uh, here's my rebuttal. Uh, the, <laughs> fuck. Uh, uh, Mario Kart is violent, not violent enough. Uh, 
I want to throw real turtles at people. Uh, I'm fucked up, dude. So let me get like the VR. I'll do it in there. That way, no one gets hurt. Uh, except if like I grab a actual my turtle uh, on accident while I'm in the hallucination or whatever. It is. I don't know. Is it a hallucination or or not? Uh, I feel like it is. Like you just come in a room and I just got these goggles on. Just <laughs> Um, some people definitely should just be like 24/7 on that shit though. <clears throat> like, I'm like, like, like the uh, the what what you would call it? It's just the the Jeffrey Dahmers of the world, you know? If they they're just always plugged in into that. There's a light. I'm gonna go have a good night. Appreciate you, corn beefers. <laughs> Look, Jeffrey Dahmer wasn't trained on a video game. He was trained on Operation. That shit is the most violent game ever made, and it's analog. Imagine what kind of fucking sociopathic killer is going to come out just walking around with a bloodlust for, you know... I don't know what kind of video games there are now, but... Look, video games breed violence. I'll tell you why. Because before, I used to just have to, like, blow dust out of a game. Maybe if it didn't work, like, you're trying to push it in, pull it out, push it in, pull it out. <laughs> you know, you're waving it, slapping the thing, and it's not working. You switch the cable a little bit, see what's going on. I can work a clit now. Now kids just stand there and stare at it, waiting for it to download. <laughs> just having all these murderous thoughts about how they want to just chop heads off and blow people's eyeballs out. And then the game doesn't work because the internet goes down. And you know what they do? They go put their dick in your exhaust pipe. <laughs> Data and the daddies. Thank you. All right, keep it going for both of them, guys. Let me hear it. You think John Hodge took that round? Give it up for him. Okay. <laughs> if you think Casey Strain won that round, give it up for him, guys. Let him hear it. <laughs> Judges, Harry's got thoughts on video games. Casey sounds like the, the, the um, uncle who knows nothing about video <laughs> games. And his nephew's like, I want the PlayStation 4. And then he, and by the time he gets from the house to his car to the Best Buy, totally fucking forgets what it is and he just buys the kid a vacuum cleaner. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, I thought you wanted a Dyson 4. He's like, no, what the fuck? <laughs> and John, you said, you said um, Call of Duty is helping train future soldiers. Have you played Call of Duty? <laughs> it's just a bunch of 12-year-olds running and jumping through windows screaming the N-word. I don't think any of them it's just a bunch of future soldiers go, just going, nigga! <laughs> well, that'll confuse ISIS for sure. Uh, that's, that's for goddamn sure. All right, coming up for the last uh, round, we have uh, Ryan McComb going against Sophie Tomey. Ryan's up first, guys. What's up, y'all? You are looking at the most qualified person to have this conversation. Would you like my credentials? 
two-time NBA champion with the Los Angeles Lakers on NBA 2K20. I took the Browns to the Super Bowl on Madden. I recently got a device for my Nintendo Switch that lets me work out with it. Some people, when they start working out, they're like, I want to work out, but I don't want to lose, like, my skinny figure. You know, I work out, and I'm like, I want to work out and be healthier, but I don't want to stop being a giant fucking nerd. <laughs> Video games are too violent, you guys. We need to take it back a notch. Slaughter my friends at Mario Party. Things get gnarly real quick. Grand Theft Auto. I don't know if you guys know this. Let me educate you. Grand Theft Auto. You can hire a hooker, pay her for sex, get health points. <laughs> run her over and get your money back. <laughs> you don't even have to run her over. There's all sorts of things. You can, you can hit her with a hammer. You can hit her with a gun. You pick her up, throw her in the river. I will say about that, it is a great economical lesson. Maybe a little bit too violent. There's other ways to teach our children things, you guys. I'm qualified. I've killed a lot of hookers. Video games have made me violent. You look at me and you think, oh, that's a sweet, sweet guy. He's cute. Never heard a fly. But every time I see a kid do a Fortnite dance, I want to murder that fucking kid. They made me violent. They're too violent. Date in the daddies. Goodbye. Well, sounds like he's uh, kind of angry about the Fortnite dance. How about instead of murdering the kid, you uh, take your anger out in a healthier way like a violent video game? Yeah. But, uh... We're all talking about physical violence tonight. Let's talk about something different. Emotional violence. Cyberbullying. This is something that plagues people, I think, a lot. <laughs> uh, so it seems like these are the kids who are probably going to go to school with a gun. And uh, I wish that they had another type of way to let out that anger. Also, Casey, did you say that uh, video games were too violent because you beat people up all day and you want to relax? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll say that that's what he said. Uh, but what about the rest of us who don't get to beat people up all day? <laughs> Plus, I'm me. Like, I can't beat anybody up even if I tried. So I want some way to take out my anger. I want it to be violent. Now let's talk real-world situations. Shootings happen all the time. Do you want to be the person <laughs> who, who fucking handles it and rolls with it and does like a little like roll or whatever and then is like pew, pew, pew? <laughs> or do you want to be the person who's like, cowering in the corner because you've never seen a significant amount of blood before. Yeah, the second one. Or no, 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 the first one is <laughs> what you want to be. 
And then more real life situations. Uh, so because I don't play video games except for my zombie game, uh, I'll save that for my later. She said it herself. She doesn't play video games. She's not somebody you can trust. I play too many video games. If you don't let me win this round, this has all been for nothing. I don't care how realistic they get, how crazy they get. You know what? If a school shooting happens or if a mass shooting happens and I'm there... I've been playing nonviolent. I've been working out with video games. I'll be fine. That dude comes in, gun. I'm like, hit him with the warrior one pose. Ha! That was that was legitimately. I've been. It's been a week now. I've been doing yoga on my Nintendo Switch, and that's the result of it. So. Video games are doing just fine. They'll be fine. I'm an expert on the subject. I'm getting the red light. Please let me win this so it's all been worth something. <laughs> Ryan McComb, dating the daddies. Goodbye. All right. Well, he just said earlier that he works out with a nerd, a big nerd in his mouth. So uh, he's not outrunning anybody. He should probably get some real life skills. Uh, speaking of which, so because I don't play video games, I googled most popular video games. Uh, top three, Minecraft, Fortnite, and Grand Theft Auto. Real life situation, who do you want on your team? The Minecraft person or the Grand Theft Auto person? Thank you. Also, uh, even the really non-violent video games like Mario Kart. Um, there are so many YouTube videos of like the best takeouts and best crashes of Mario Kart. So even with that, people are looking for something more violent. They're like, this is kid friendly. And everybody's like, I wish it wasn't. Thanks guys. All right, guys, now it's time to decide who goes on to the championship round. If you think Ryan McComb took that round, give it up for him. If you think Sophie Tomey took that round, let her hear it. It's a dead heat. <laughs> Judges. I'm so happy that Ryan's mom was here to hear how many hookers he's killed. <laughs> we voted unanimous. Ryan took the round. Ryan took the round. All right. Dad and the Daddies moves on to the championship round, guys. Thank you very much. Give it up for everyone you see here. That's right. We got one more final round. Before we get to the last round, guys, we do have a shot special this evening. You guys want to get drunk? You guys want to get fucked up? Make some bad decisions? Get a DUI? Do, do drugs? Kill a hooker with Ryan? Guys, our shot special night is a Vegas bomb. It is whiskey, uh, peach schnapps, and Red Bull. They're just three bucks for your beautiful faces tonight. Who wants one? If you want one, raise your hand. Server will come around. Who wants a three bucks? Anyone getting drunk tonight? Yeah, that's there you go. This table's getting hammered. 
See some hands tentatively going up over here. This table wants some for sure. You guys want some. Three bucks. There you go. T see? Now you want to party? What about you guys? Why are you guys being pussies? What the fuck's up with you? Are you guys fucking Mormon or some shit? Buy a goddamn drink. It's $3. You'd be losing money not to. Keep your hands up, guys. Servers will come around. They'll get you set up. There you go. What about you? You want a shot? It's three bucks. You're good? All right. You guys? No? Headband? You good? Okay, cool. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, your service will be right around with those who want. Like I said, just leave your hand up. They'll bring one to you. Uh, before we get to the final championship round, we have a special treat for you. Uh, because he is leaving to L.A., one last time we're going to give you an opportunity to see our buddy Michael Gladsmeyer come up to the stage and make you laugh. Give it up for him, guys. My friend, Michael Gladsmeyer, everyone. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm excited to be here. Um, I was excited about the video game thing because we never really got to play games or board games as kids because I had four older brothers. So we lived every game we played. Like the game Clue, I lived the game Clue. My brother was the criminal in the kitchen with the bike tire while high on meth. It was actually like the opposite of Clue, though, because we knew who the criminal was. We knew where he was. We just didn't know what the hell he did yet. <laughs> four older brothers. My mom messed up on four boys, and by the time she got to me, she thought, this one can raise himself, which I think I did pretty well. You don't understand how difficult it is being a single father at five years old. <laughs> Two years I used to look up to my brothers. One day my brother came up to me and said, hey, Michael, you want to have a roller skating race, but with our eyes closed? I was like, yeah, I do. <laughs> but what they don't warn you about roller skating with your eyes closed is sometimes a pole gets in your way, and a pole got in my way. When I woke up, my brother was standing above me. He looks down and goes, Michael, are you okay? I was like, yeah, but did I win? He's like, I don't know. My eyes were fucking closed. Five boys. What went through my mom's head, by the way, to have five boys? Like, first child, she's like, oh, my gosh, look, it's a baby boy. Second child, oh, my gosh, look, it's another baby boy. Third child, well, I was hoping for a girl, but I guess I'll keep this other baby boy. Fourth child, she's like, I've got bad luck. I've got bad luck. By the fifth child, she's just like, Jesus Christ, what did I do wrong? She's walking around the store purposely trying to lose one child. I hated it, man. I ha Here's why I hated being the youngest of five boys. Because by the time my mom got to me, she stopped taking baby photos. Because there was nothing I could do that she hasn't seen a baby boy already do. One time I was like, hey, mom, can I get a baby photo for show and tell? She's like, take one of your brothers. They won't know the difference. Thing they're going to be able to tell when I show up in the baby photo says 1987 and my class was all born in 1990, but they couldn't tell. They just thought I was held back for three years. <laughs> Which makes a lot of sense, Spokane, because a little bit about me is I was in special ed. And some people, they get offended when I talk about being in special ed. And me, I get offended I was put in special ed. Like originally, I was just there to help out. And then they thought, actually, you belong here. Found out they had weekly pizza parties, and I was like, I do belong here. 
I mean, I'm okay with it. Growing up, all my friends' parents were like, when my kid's older, they're going to be a doctor. And my parents were like, well, when my son's older, he'll be a patient. Which, which, by the way, I don't think I'm dumb. Like, I've had good in ideas before. Like, in high school, I had the idea, if I get Velcro shoes, then I can save time. And now, every day, I have an extra 15 minutes. <laughs> Some people in the room are like, man, that's a great idea. And then you have smart people are like, why does it take you 15 minutes to tie your shoe? Some of us learn at our different paces, Okay. Sometimes when people think I'm dumb, they start talking slower to me. And what they don't realize is I still don't fucking understand. Like, just because you talk slower doesn't help me out. I'm still confused, but now at a slower rate. (laughs) The problem was when I was in special ed... When I was in special ed, I had, I had a lot of difficulties reading. I really did. And I remember we had these things for every book we read, our parents would have to sign off on it. But I was so slow and boring at reading that my mom didn't want me to read. She would just sign off on the piece of paper. And one day my teacher said, Michael, if you can read 32 books, I'll give you free tickets to a theme park. And I'll tell you right now, my teacher was surprised when I read 32 books overnight. And one of them was a Spanish dictionary. He would try to make me sound out stuff. He'd be like, Michael, just sound it out. But eh, eh, eh. He'd be like, it's freaking I, Michael. I'm like, I'm sorry. I didn't know that. But uh, this is a true story. I want to remind you guys, on this part of the joke, you're on my side, okay? <laughs> Whose side are you on? Thank you. In high school, I asked this girl on a date. This is a true story. But I asked this girl on a date, and her response to me was, aren't you retarded? So I had to think about it. I was like, if I say no, she might think I'm a liar. But if I say yes, then she's only going with me because she feels sorry for me. But then I realized it doesn't matter what I say because she already knew the answer because the last five minutes I was staring off into space wondering what I was going to say to her. I was like, sort of. Will you still come to my pizza party? That guy's going to my pizza party. <laughs> but I, I don't need somebody like her. I'm, I'm fine. Um, I actually, I just got married last month, which I'm super excited about. And she was the one who called me retarded. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, just, I just got her so she can tie my shoes now, okay? That's, uh, that's what I got. Some people, I call her my girlfriend. Other people call her my handler. It's great. <laughs> uh, she came up with this good nickname for me. I play guitar. She's like, because you play guitar and you're retarded, let's just call you guitarded. Um, <laughs> it's great. I love it. I'm selling T-shirts after it. It's just me on a guitar flying over a moon, okay? Uh, <laughs> No, I love her. I believe in life you should find somebody with a sense of humor, and that's what I found. That's what I found. I found somebody with a sense of humor. When I met her, she was 32, and I was 26, but she told me it was okay that she was 32 uh, because I had the body of a (laughs) 38-year-old. And I know she's way way better looking than me. Recently, we were coming back from Canada, and the lady at the border was like, do you have any drugs on you? My wife goes, all I have is birth control. The lady then looked in at me, looked back at her, and was like, you should keep it. (laughs) I love her, though. Me and her are both into two different things. For example, she's really into sex, and I'm really into food. One time, she's like, babe, what's your favorite position? I'm like, anything that gets you off the quickest, because we have dino nuggets in the oven. 
which is one of my favorite jokes is when you tell that to the audience, you can tell which people are the dino nugget people and which people are the sex kind of people. Like this couple right here, definitely a sex kind of couple right here. Uh, these two people, every now and then sex, but also you can appreciate dino nuggets like me. Uh, <laughs> this guy and girl right here, dino nuggets and sex at the same time. <laughs> every now and then she's like, let's use your belly button as a dipping sauce place. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, uh, before I go, I want to say I have a book coming out uh, this coming up year called Fat Boy about all of my experiences of being a special ed. I, I'm excited to be here. I love doing comedy. I remember in high school before I graduated, my teacher said, what do you want to do after high school? And I said, I want to go to college. And he's like, that's a great idea. And then he pulled out a list and said, but here's some easier things that you could be. Like, you could be a crossing guard. You could be a plunger maker. You could be a caramel apple dipper. And I remember getting so angry that I stood up and I said, look, Mr. C, screw you. I'm going to go to college. And guess what, Spokane? I did go to college. <laughs> Thank you very much. And after three semesters, I was like, this shit is not for me. I need to find Mr. C and get that list back. Thank you, guys. I've been Michael Gladsmeyer. Michael Gladsmeyer, everyone. Let him hear it. All right. Guys, you ready for the final round? See who takes it all? Yes. Plunger maker. Thank you. This guy understood words. That's the only thing he got from your set, Michael, was plunger maker. Jesus Christ. Must be at a hoot at a cocktail party. Um, <laughs> guys, all right, uh, last round, last round. Let's bring our uh, defending uh, champions up, Live Laugh Lesbians. We have Steve, Jessica, and Rob. Let them hear it, guys. And the contestants going up against them, uh, Data and the Daddies. We have Ryan, Daryl, and Casey. Let them hear it, guys. Come on up. The final topic for the evening in honor of Thanksgiving is should you have to hunt your own Thanksgiving meal? <laughs> yeah, a lot of you would go fucking hungry, huh? <laughs> uh, team uh, da uh, Live Laugh Lesbians thinks you shouldn't have to. Dad and the Daddies thinks you should. Uh, going up first is, who's going up first for you guys? Steve Johnson going against Casey Strain. Give it up for Steve Johnson, everyone. Shut the fuck up, DJ. <laughs> I don't know that's her. I just heard it. Did you write that joke when I had a mustache? Because it would have been funny then, you piece of shit. All I'm saying is, is if I wanted to, I could shoot that bitch, put her on my Thanksgiving dinner table, and everybody would be like, yeah, good job. Thank you. Although I expected this turkey's breast to be bigger. Thank you. I agree with you. I'm not a butt guy. I'm more of a tits guy myself. <laughs> Spokane's number one problem is turkeys on the South Hill. <laughs> Spokane's number two problem 
is homeless people asking for food. I'm just saying, give them a rifle and send them up the hill. Sure, they're going to have to get creative for the yams and marshmallows, but the turkey's taken care of. And I've seen these guys and gals. They need protein. They're, they're, they're wilting away without protein. And all we give them is marshmallows because they drive by with a big marshmallow shooter. And I'm like, I don't got change. They seem to enjoy the game. It's the thrill of the hunt. Could you imagine sending a crackhead with a shotgun on the South Hill? <laughs> Tell him to hunt? Turkeys? I know a lot of rich turkeys who live on the South Hill. <laughs> Shoot a couple of those turkeys, you solved the housing problem too. I don't know how they're going to pay for rent, but it's cool. You should have to hunt your own food. That was, Thanksgiving was about survival. If it wasn't for the Indians coming along and being like, here's some fucking corn, we'd have been dead. <laughs> and we wouldn't have taken all their land. So stop feeding us. Make us hunt our own food. And we'll stop taking your land. The more you know. Uh, apparently, Stephen wants to turn our city's panhandlers into carjackers. Uh, <laughs> just give them all a gun and watch the purge happen. Dude, that, that's the worst holiday. <laughs> you, shouldn't ha look, you shouldn't have to hunt your own Thanksgiving dinner. It's, the w it's like one of the few times in most of our lives we get to feel better about other, about ourselves instead of other people. We get to feel above other people, especially the guy at Fred Meyer when I order three to my, just three Thanksgiving dinners to myself. I'll take the turkey, the prime rib, and the ham. Get back there, Stephen, and make my goddamn dinner. Pick it up the day before. Then, uh, then I listen to Grandma talk about how I was descended from a Polish duke as I just... You know, as you just carve into that super dry turkey, there's no better feeling than that. And then you give the leftovers to the homeless guy on your way to work Monday morning. It's fine. He doesn't need to hunt that shit down. This is the worst thing ever. Uh, <laughs> look, I've hunted my own Thanksgiving dinner, and I'll tell you this. It sounds fun. You get to go out and shoot an animal, be one with the earth. But you get that home, there's no apparatus in a normal home to cook it. You put that shit in the microwave, and the turkey comes out. It's got some weird, like, burnt feathers on the outside. And there's no, there's no stuffing in the middle. No stuffing at all. Data and the daddies. First of all, I failed to mention my special only killing turkey bullets that I would give all homeless people so they can't carjack you. 
piece of shit. Those bullets are only used for killing turkeys, not for jacking your car. It's Thanksgiving. We should give thanks for the food provided to us by our family's best hunter. If you don't have one, then say thanks for the yams, Grandma. <laughs> Sorry I was unable to shoot a turkey for you, Grandma. But we had to hunt our own food this year. It's easier to let Grandma down if she thinks you have to work for it. She'll just go, okay, I get it. That's fine. You really going to take Thanksgiving advice from a guy who's a Polish duke? <laughs> that doesn't even sound right, right? right? You're like, wait, do the, the Poles have dukes? Is that a thing? You're like, no, it's not a thing. They're too big a piece of shit. <laughs> Look, there's, there's never been a a king or queen of England that was like, well, what do the Polish think? <laughs> Fuck them! Shoot your own turkey, live long and prosper. If you can't, strongest of the fittest, go fuck yourself. I feel like you guys have been duped. You've listened to a fucked up story from a man who talks about how his family... It's a bunch of great hunters, and now his grandma somehow knows what a yam is. <laughs> when Stephen talks about his family hunting their Thanksgiving dinner, it's, can we go to, how many liquor stores do we need to go to to find nine and a half gallons of wild turkey? That's, <laughs> I might be a piece of shit, but my whole family isn't. Data and the daddies. Keep it going for both those guys. Let them hear it. <laughs> All right. If you think Steve Johnson took it around, give it up for him. And if you think Casey Strain won that round, let him hear it. All right, judges. Uh, Steve Johnson is in our um, Drake Debate Hall of Fame. He's one of our greatest uh, um, master debaters. Um, and uh, Casey Strain is probably the most underrated of our um, debaters because he's always on a team. <laughs> he dresses up like a football <laughs> and, <then laughs> and then they just dance around on stage. So it's good to say we have a unanimous decision, Casey Strain. Casey Strain, wow. All right. Coming up next for Dad and the Daddies is Daryl. And for Live, Laugh, Lesbian, Jessica Watson. Uh, Daryl's up first, they won. Daryl, you're up. I feel like Lois is being attacked with the yam chat, too. I don't like that. Let's talk about not hunting, okay? I don't think that anybody needs a hunt for their dinner for their Thanksgiving dinner specifically. In my neighborhood, I kill on average 2.3 turkeys per week. <laughs> I don't need to hunt for them. I throw out cornmeal, okay? I don't kill them intentionally. They run out in front of my car. Or 
they jump off of my roof trying to go roost in a tree. And then they crash into another tree, and then they die. Okay? And I don't know. It, it's fine. It's fine. Also, I don't feel like a burning desire to provide as a hunter. Okay? Uh, yeah, all right. Al Borland. Touche. Nice one. But I don't do that. Okay? Hey, I got a Winko. Caitlin told me the other day, if you spend $100 at Winco, you get a free turkey. I got a free 30-pound turkey the other day. 30 pounds. That was the biggest bitch there. Yeah. All right. So, that was just my shopping for the food bank. I don't actually buy my own dinner. I don't hunt for my own dinner. What I do is I let the food bank give me my dinner. I go down there to, I go find Turkey Tom. You know who Turkey Tom is, right? Tom Sherry, Crim 2 News. Sunny today, snowy tomorrow. That's where I go. Don't hunt. Hunters are haters. And a hater's about to follow me. Humble brag, this guy lives in a free turkey neighborhood, and he's killing them, and he's not even feeding them to the homeless people. He's part of the problem. At least we burying them. Steve and I disagree. I think the number one problem in Spokane is homeless eye contact, and then the number two problem is the, uh, can't look at me if I don't have eyes. Uh, <laughs> the turkey's on the South Hill. If we just started killing the turkeys on the South Hill, then we would all have Thanksgiving dinner. I'll admit, I want to kill things. I need an excuse. <laughs> okay? Oh, I have to do it. It's Thanksgiving. <laughs> you don't even have to shoot them. You could strangle them. <laughs> There's so many ways to kill things, you guys. I don't know. Um... I don't kill things. I, I'll be honest with you. I would rather chase a turkey around for five hours and strangle it than have to go to Winco. I've been there. <laughs> I've been there three times in my life. And the first time I had to wait for a woman in front of me who was buying Mucinex. And she didn't have a cold. She's just doing that because those were her plans for the day. If you're not filled with the rage to kill something, it's because you've never been to Winco. <laughs> you ever just walk in somewhere and you're just like, oh, fuck everybody in here. Fuck them all. Fucking two Winco. I would starve to death before I would go to Winco. I have enough to live off. I mean, I'm a little brag. I'm a little fat. But uh, <laughs> how did I get this way? I'm sad. <laughs> Anyways, it doesn't have to be a turkey. It could be a squirrel. Um, because if you don't, yeah, life hack, you can cook a squirrel any way that you cook a chicken. I got a shit ton of squirrels in my house because I have all the nuts. <laughs> Live, laugh, lesbians. Everybody's, what, why are South Hill turkeys so much better than Valley turkeys? 
Everybody's talking about South Hill turkey this, South Hill turkey that. Okay? She talks about strangling a turkey. I bet she's never even choked a chicken. <laughs> she hasn't. And this Winko stuff, quite honestly, I mean, you're just a pair of pajama pants and Uggs away from shopping at Winko. I feel a little bit bad about that. <laughs> but you could get your pumpkin spice creamer there. Okay. <laughs> All right then. So, also, last thing I want to talk about just really fast, turkey gravy. Have you guys ever seen turkey gravy? Yeah, do you guys know how it's made? That's a red light. I'm not going to tell you. I guess I am a pair of pajama pants and Ugg boots away from shopping at Winco, but I'm not going to take that, that from someone who's a pair of glasses away from shooting up his office. <laughs> Live, laugh, lesbians. And this is the part where people just abandon debate and personally attack each other for the remainder of the show, completely disregarding what we're talking about. It's fine. No, it's a great. It works. It works, guys. All right. If you think uh, Daryl took that round, give it up for him. And if you think Jessica took that round, give it up for her. Judges? Suspense. Oh, there they are. I want squirrel for Thanksgiving, Jessica. Oh, man, this fucking sucks judging, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I was in special ed. I haven't had to choose anything in my life. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Just point to which color you like better. All right, Harry, exciting factor for this round. See, this is why they paid me the big bucks, Michael. Michael just wanted to get back to his food. <laughs> He's just like, like, I don't care, just let me eat this food. He's like, shit, I, I got a basket of dino nuggets. <laughs> um, I'm going with uh, Jessica Watson. All right, Live, Laugh, Lesbians takes that. So it is tied up. Uh, final round. You've got Rob Wentz going against Ryan McCone. Rob Wentz coming up first. Give it up for him, guys. Dude, you don't have to hunt a turkey for Thanksgiving, dude. You get 17 squirrels. That's about equal to one turkey, man. That's a lot, man. And plus, also, like, homeless people are annoying as fuck. You get them out there, dude. You get the meth heads out there hunting the squirrels. You're going to solve a lot of problems, you know? Those South Hill turkeys, they're going to take care of themselves if the meth heads find out about them. We're getting a lot of shit done here. We got the homeless people. We got the guns. If you're from Idaho, we combine those. We'll solve all kinds of wild game problems. And nothing's going to stop us, man. Plus, the biggest wild game in Spokane is meth heads. 
So if you're really rich and you got a big family, I'm talking to you Mormons, you hunt one meth head, that's your whole Thanksgiving. That'll be your Christmas too. Dude, that's a lot of meat. Plus it's all flavored like Mountain Dew and Cookie Monster pajamas. That's amazing. Those of you who didn't laugh have never seen a meth head because he wears a lot of Cookie Monster pajamas. He has like a monster flat bill and he tastes fucking delicious. My family's Mormon and rich. We eat a lot of those. Dude, you know, the world's gotten soft, and I think we just got to start hunting people. Maybe that's too far, but I think uh, if, you, if you're out there just being homeless, you're fair game, man. Like, I'm fast as fuck. I don't run on the treadmill every day to not get a meal, okay? Like, I will kill you come around Thanksgiving or Christmas, because I'll quarter your, you ever basted a, a homeless guy? They fucking taste delicious. That's the only joke I wrote down, and we're going hard off that. These motherfuckers taste good out here. Thanksgiving is like the purge. You can commit whatever crime you want. No one's looking, baby. Just turn your eyes. You know, we're going to fuck some homeless people up. We're going to fuck some turkeys up, too. They're over in the South Hill. I don't know if you've heard. Also, uh, my name's Rob Wentz. Live, laugh, fucking lesbians, baby. Keep clapping. Keep fucking clapping. Rob Wentz, everybody. Yeah. Just somebody who wants to kill is what that is. Uh, thank you uh, one more time to soulless ginger Corey Feldman. Uh for that incredible, uh, incredible talk, um, that's wonderful. He he looks like, like he doesn't look like he knows how to hunt animals. He looks like he knows how to hunt uh, lonely children on their way back from school. <laughs> that's what he looks like. You guys, I don't know if we all forgot what the hell we're talking about. We're talking about should you have to hunt your Thanksgiving dinner? Not is Rob Wentz a cannibal? There's a topic here and we lost it. Everyone's like, did his tooth break on a homeless person? Is that what happened to his mouth? Is that why he looks... Do homeless people not have enough nutrients? Is that why he's so pale? Is that what? <laughs> All right. We have a topic at hand that I immediately got away from. All right? There's a topic here. Should you have to hunt your Thanksgiving dinner? We already have a holiday where you have to hunt your own dinner. It's called Easter. You hunt it down. Eat a bunch of candy and weird colored eggs for dinner. That's what you do. We have it already. It's done. Where does it end? Huh? You're going to hunt your own Christmas ham? Going to hunt your own Halloween Snickers, you dumb fuck? What are you talking about? Get it together. Data and the daddies.
I just want the homeless population to recede the way Ryan's hairline has. It looks like a Thai dog with mange. You look at it and you're like, is that his ass or his head? Either way, he's shitting out of his mouth. We don't know what he said, but we know it wasn't funny. We know that. Um, uh, you know, candy can't feed you forever, Ryan. That's why you're the shape you are. Five seven, you look like a fucking hobbit. Ryan, you look like you know how to hunt hookers after 2 a.m. Quite frankly, they're tasty. Live, laugh, lesbians. I'm five foot eight, motherfucker. I'm Ryan McComb. Dating the daddies. I gave you a fucking inch. All right, guys. Again, just abandoning the topic and going straight to it. That's fine. It's fine. Uh, guys, if you think Rob Wentz took that round, give it up for him. And if you think Ryan McComb took that round, give it up for him. All right. Judges? We went with Banks, Ryan McComb. That means we have a new champion. Dad and the Daddies takes it all. Give it up for all the comics you saw this evening, though. Again, your new master debaters, guys. <laughs> guys, thank you very much for coming out to Spokane Comedy Club. If you had fun, we're doing this again December 8th. Uh, if you want to get some free tickets, come see me after the show. I will get you free tickets to the next event. Uh, follow us on Spoke Comedy. And uh, if you're not done, party and go next door to gamers. Thanks very much for coming out, guys. Take care of your servers. Have a good evening. This podcast is a Pants Pending Studios production. And part of the Pants Pending Studios podcast network. Find more of our great shows just by searching Pants Pending in your podcatcher. For more information or to contact us directly, visit us at pantspending.com. Please subscribe to this show, share it with your friends, like it on Facebook, and rate it on iTunes. And we thank you for making us a part of your listening day. Pants Pending. Pants Pending. Pants Pending. Pants Pending. Pants Pending. Pants Pending. Studios! <laughs> <laughs>